0: on the north side of chicago it's the coolest bar in town and if you go up there you better just be you're gonna find a bunch of clowns it's a mad mad crazy bar the whole damn place is just so bizarre full of all the vice and sin and where do we even be Your
1: Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawl Liz. And I am with the guy who owns this bar. No,
0: I'm the mascot. Oh, sorry,
1: the mascot. I forget, you know. Also known as the genius.
0: The genius.
1: The geriatric. Genius. Well, who, I, I
0: don't need the geriatric part.
1: Well, yeah, you do because let's let's be real, everybody. Yeah, but I we're mean, gonna I we're gonna start on a very serious note. I,
0: I think that's elder abuse you, in a way. But
1: you gave yourself that name. I
0: didn't give it to me. Believe me, I didn't. I think who my I think my daughter did.
1: Oh, all right. Well, I, I was just that's a genius,
0: okay. and then she threw in the geriatric.
1: Oh, well, she's a smart girl. Well, she's
0: malicious. She's, she's a malicious girl.
1: All girls are malicious, in your opinion.
0: My experience would probably back that up, yeah.
1: Okay, let's start this uh, show by saying, um, welcome, everybody. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Ruth.
0: Jordan's on the wagon.
1: Jordan is on the wagon. He's doing dryuary. You don't know what that is.
0: Well, I mean, is he doing that specifically because it's what you call dryuary?
1: Are you doing it because it's January, Jordan? No?
0: Yeah, I'm it's sure he the- has other motives. Maybe his dog wakes him up too early. or something.
1: It's a reset. The whole point is because you indulge. Yeah, you reset. indulge over, you know, from Thanksgiving to Christmas into New Year's, and your body is exhausted from all the eating and drinking, and you have a little reset. And that's why people do it.
0: I've never tried that, nor do I think I ever will.
1: <laughs> um, so, that, yeah, people, it's a thing. And maybe you should do it because... Oh,
0: really? Maybe I should?
1: We have some serious uh, discussions to have right now. Because we almost, today is uh, January 8th and it's a Tuesday, a regular uh, podcast recording evening and we almost were not here because Bruce had to go to the ER yesterday because of his chest pains and heavy and, uh, difficulty breathing.
0: No, it wasn't difficulty breathing, it was the unnatural feeling in my fucking chest. I was able to it's breathe. like you were
1: going to have a heart attack.
0: Well, I don't know what I've never had a heart attack that I'm aware of, so I don't know what having one is. But I do know when you're 78 and you have chest discomfort that it's and it persists. So because this started um, shortly before Christmas, I started, especially if I'd exert myself, I felt this, and or if I'd walk straight out the door into and it was real cold out, I get that feeling.
1: When I was 34 years old. I thought I was having a heart attack. And I truly was why, like...
0: Why did you think that?
1: Because my chest was all tight, and I was having issues, and I couldn't, like... I literally thought my, like, heart was going to come out of my chest.
0: It was probably anxiety.
1: Well, and then someone told me it was heartburn, and I just had this oh. sausage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't well,
0: know. Well, you're Mexican, well, of I didn't course know, you are. Although a, you should a, be able to eat anything. You should be able a, to eat nails and glass.
1: It was um, September, and every September, my favorite holiday, one of my favorite holidays, I should say, is Oktoberfest. And uh, I was in a German bar um, that no longer exists, actually, and there's a, a sausage called a Landjäger and it's like a dried sausage. And they still have it, you can get it at like Polina Meats or a Sausage shop. It's so good. But anyway, I was indulging. I had like two Lanyagers, which is a little bit much, and a, a few uh, large signs of beer. And I'd never experienced heartburn, so I didn't know what it was. And literally, someone said, Take some baking soda.
0: Yeah, that's from my uncle. Had. Yeah, it put it, every meal.
1: Uh, uh, throw it in a glass yeah. of water, and then just drink it. And I was like, Okay. And I did it, and holy smokes, 45 seconds later,
0: Gone. Yeah, my Uncle Gordon did that. I mean, it's just over and yeah.
1: But what they didn't tell me is that I was also going to give you the poops. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, the runs for most well, of the because night. Because you're
0: Mexican, that should be no stranger. You should be oh, no stranger to poops either. Oh, my God, you're so either. ridiculous. Have you ever been to Mexico? Yeah. That's all they do. It's every, just diarrhea. Mm-hmm. That's that, diarrhea. That's diarrhea, diarrhea. That's called
1: Montezuma's Revenge. Oh,
0: well, they, they're revenge You just don't everybody. drink
1: the water, you fool.
0: Well, I mean, everywhere I went... If I wasn't having diarrhea, the next guy was. Everybody was pooping wildly. Yeah, because wild obviously meat.
1: you're hanging around with a bunch of knuckleheads. Well, a lot know. of them
0: were indigenous Mexicans. I don't. I haven't. Yeah, all I the indigenous
1: Mexicans I know I don't drink the damn water. I didn't see a solid
0: poop in any toilet I went in Mexico. Oh, ew, ew,
1: ew, ew. Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that I obviously would take the having the runs instead of having the heartburn. But anyway, that was my first experience. So my question, I was a long way of asking you, is when you had these feelings since Christmas or yesterday, it was different than like heartburn.
0: Well, I don't think I've ever had heartburn.
1: Oh,
0: um, I can't think I ever did. Um, no, this I knew this was that good. Yesterday. It, well, it, it, I knew it, I knew all along, but. My doctor was on vacation, and the plus it's Christmas, and everybody's doing dumb shit. and, and, and So I didn't think that was a really good time to make an appointment for a cardiologist or anything like that. I thought, well, I'll just wait until, you know, so... You know, there
1: are people, there are doctors working during the holidays.
0: No, I'm aware of that. I just th- thought I had better things to do with my time than go to see a cardiologist.
1: okay. So you'll just risk dropping dead?
0: Well, you know, life is a risk.
1: Oh, jeez. I just don't appreciate the, uh, this lazy approach, this lackadaisical approach to your health.
0: Well, I, I'm, I mean...
1: You have heart pain and you don't go to the doctor? Well, I don't
0: know it's heart pain. I mean, well, your, your friend... Well, chest tightens up. Remember, I mentioned to Danielle, who's a very important, prominent nurse over at Northwestern, and she told me she thought it was pleurisy. Now, that doesn't sound good. But it does sound better than But one.
1: she did say, go get, go see a cardiologist now.
0: Yeah, well, so Monday I called my doctor. Well, the reason, which, which really set me going, because I wrote my blog first, and then I walked over to Beloy's to get something to eat. And when I, I made it special, because the pain or the discomfort would come when I'd walk upstairs or if I'd run across the street to be a traffic light or something. So I made a special point of, you know, not exerting myself. But still, when I got home, and plus it was a mild day, because real cold air would seem to do it, too. So when I got home, I had that discomfort. So I said, oh, yeah, well, maybe I should call my doctor. So I called my doctor. but oh, my God. You know, he was in full Well, Oh, my God. That sounds like angios, something or other. Um, Go immediately to to the uh, uh, ER. ER, and I'll call ahead Well, I don't know what to, if he called ahead what That was I walk in there. There's a hundred seat uh, waiting room with 150 people hacking, wheezing, slouching,
1: yeah, it's moaning.
0: A yeah, but it, it was this was like full. I mean, this place was packed, and. um so I made my way up to the front And the front the woman There was a couple of very efficient women Somehow handling But what they do is They keep clearing out the front row So the new people could sit there Until they could You know sign them up to Get their info So finally I got that It was a nightmare situation Because then After you sign in they got, You gotta go find your seat Well there were no fucking seats but it took me two hours to get into triage. So you get into triage. Now, the lady directly across from me in triage was pu- I mean, really. I mean, I've heard loud puking, vomiting sounds, but these, these were Hall of Fame loud puking And when I was sitting in the regular waiting room, oh, I better take a pill I'm start floor. Anyway, um, there was this little white co ed girl. Weepy, very weepy, code girl, and she was on her cell phone. (gasps) I feel so terrible, you know. But she doesn't hang up. I mean, she's so they put her next to me in another little, little tiny, little curtained off room. But the woman, and then when the woman in the middle, then she finally quits puking. Nobody seemed to really care, none of the staff. But then she gets on her cell phone. And she's talking to somebody, and Antoine had just gotten out of jail, and she felt that was really going to be problems and trouble. So I was very concerned about Antoine. But in the middle of all this, they kept coming in, asking me the same questions, and then they would um, do blood tests, EKGs. You saw I still got all that shit stuck. Well, I couldn't, could you, they put it right over your chest here. And the biggest ones, I'm afraid to pull off because yeah, of you the need pain. Yeah, you
1: need to start waxing.
0: Well, no, Ruth's gonna sh- shave that. Uh, enorm- Why
1: don't we just take you to the down the street and get some wax on that chest? And
0: oh, that hurts too. I probably. Yeah,
1: but whatever. Did you ever see that movie, The Forty-Year-Old Virgin? No. Oh, it's funny. Watch it. Anyway, there's a big uh, waxing r- of the chest. It's right scene. up on the
0: top of my list.
1: <sighs> it's uh, there's a great. Uh, chest waxing scene that oh. Steve um, Steve Carell is the guy getting his chest waxed and they actually did it for real and recorded it for real.
0: Now do you get your snatch waxed? Tell oh, the truth.
1: Uh, no I trim it.
0: Trim. Well I like you know because I like I, I don't, li- I don't I li- like I li- to look like I a like, child. I like a set. No. Yeah you don't want to look like you but I, I personally like, you know, a well groomed snack. Yeah,
1: it should be well groomed.
0: But I don't know. Do you like well groom
1: your down there? I, uh, uh, That's bullshit. You want a well groomed no, vagina but, but you don't take care of your I mean,
0: every now and then I, I have penis to,
1: hair or pubic hair. I don't want my dick down there.
0: I don't want my dick to just you know, just disappear into a forest. So yeah, I do do a little hacking down there now and then. <laughs> just so I can find it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it is but, a that but, would be that's what we call a needle in a haystack.
0: Well, <laughs> there's many a girl that started bouncing off the ceiling with that needle in the hayst- in their haystacks.
1: Um, all right, so we'll get you waxed.
0: I right, so, so I mean, I, I got clippers. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Because it hurts. I mean, they, they, when you pull these fucking little things off when they do the EKG, it hurts. I
1: know. I, I was very th- concerned about you yesterday. Yeah. I called you the first time. Well, I was
0: concerned, too.
1: I called you the first time, and you explained what happened and what was going on, and you were also threatening. So, basically, the doctors told you that you had an irregular well, heartbeat. Well,
0: one guy thought I was having a heart at the beginning of a heart attack. Another guy said I wasn't, but I was on the verge. But anyway, I started breaking down the odds
1: well, they told you you had a 10% chance of having a heart attack. In the next
0: 48 hours.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think you should take that 10% chance. I well So I said, don't go anywhere. Stay in that hospital. And what did you keep saying?
0: Well, doctor, I said, Dr. Yeah, Garaby. i to get no, out of here. No, there's a reason. I was willing to do exactly what they told me to do. I mean, finally they moved me out of my little cubicle. But this time they moved me to the, as I described on my blog today, the bowels of the um, uh, ER room and so there's this whole series of little nurse, nurses desks and each desk has gurneys and um, the place where they put me I was put next to this old black guy on a gurney who was going to uh, DT's and he was that was something to behold and then I had, for a little while, I had a woman who was uh, just old, almost died from a drug OD. Then they put some guy, there then around the corner, some guy was screaming as loud as he could. I'm dying! I'm dying! I'm in pain! I'm in pain! Nobody even pays. Show, nobody blinks. And um, but the, so the head of the ER tells me that he his his opinion. My opinion was. I gotta go home. I mean, I hadn't had any naps. I only had only five hours of sleep. I can't
1: believe that your opinion is I gotta go home and sleep.
0: Well, li- well, listen, because I'm, I'm proven correct, I think, on this.
1: Someone tells you you have a 10% chance yeah, of having well, a heart you know, attack. I, and you're like, I gotta go sleep. You're you know, about to take a dirt nap.
0: Yeah, well, there's probably a 5% chance when I walk outside I get hit by a car. Who the fuck knows? Oh, I mean, God. I, but I would have done exactly what they told me. But here's the problem. There wasn't one fucking room in the goddamn hospital. Every room was filled. So I look down. There's about 30 other people on gurneys that are basically unconscious. I mean, they're in a horrible situation. And um, and, and, uh, by the way, the last place you want to be is in that original waiting room where everybody, "Ah, ah, and then they call every five minutes. Um, some code to go into the restroom Because somebody just shit all over the floor puked all over the place I mean this is I mean I hadn't had my flu shot And I'm sitting around all these people So I finally found one of those surgical masks And put that fucking thing on But No this is the worst place in the world to be But now I can't get any fucking sleep So basically now They said well maybe Probably by 10 Because I got there around You know 1, 2 uh, Well no, nobody even has talked. until so, um, it turns out that they kind of expected I just lay out there not being able to sleep for the entire fucking night and then do a stress test. And that was your advice. Oh, don't go home because then they'll delay your stress test. Well, yes, they do.
1: No, I said don't go home because they're going to delay you seeing the cardiologist in the morning.
0: Yeah, but that's a stress test. Yeah, they did.
1: Yeah, see, because you but left. But you know what?
0: I... Know myself I have to have sleep I have to And I didn't I had none of my naps I was totally incapable Of sleeping in this situation The noises in there The screaming The yelling I mean I know They're
1: not ideal places Ideal?
0: There's I mean And I know
1: They're pretty nasty I mean I was just there When Go Girl Had her uh, bike accident But my point is this You're in a situation Where your ticker Is not doing well And at least You're surrounded By people Who know What the fuck They're doing
0: well, do they? Because here's what they didn't know. They didn't know the genius needs rest. They didn't know that. You
1: should up your insurance because sure you can get a little private room.
0: Well, it's I don't cool. I don't think they had a fucking room there. Well, I mean, anyway. Because so I they ca- said they didn't. And here's everybody out there, all these half-dead people, you know, on gurneys. So, um, no, I, I, uh, this was a mess. And so I, oh, I, I figured, okay, well... I t- finally at, n- at midnight, a little after midnight, I called Rock and Roll Ruth, and I said, "Fuck this, I'm coming home." So she said, "Well, I should come again." I said, "No, there's a cab stand down the block." So she's, but she insisted that she come and get me. So then the pricks are, are delaying on the discharge papers. So now I'll, there was a, my my nurse was a male uh, Filipino guy, so I threw a little tantrum and told, her "I want out." fucking now so all of a sudden he hit the computer and boom 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 there's my discharge shit but uh, first the cardiologist had to come and talk to me and then, then the, uh, kind of a cool uh, su- kind of a black guy, a young black guy who was head of the ER for the night shift with Jerry curls, he came and said well, Mr. Elliot, we try to do what the patient wants and You make a very compelling case for it to be more important for you to call home, and so you just have to sign a release. If anything happens to you, it's not our fault. I said gladly.
1: Of course, that's the one thing they're concerned about. Yeah, right. You're leaving on your own will so that you don't sue us.
0: Exactly. When I
1: called you the second time, you were a very aggravated and impatient patient.
0: Yeah, but come in there. I've been in there since one in midnight. To and they watch, you're fucking, trying
1: to watch your neighbor's TV so you can find yeah, out. Yeah, I Clemson could see the
0: top third, Alabama game about the top third of the guy's TV <laughs> through a netting, and I could only assume. Why
1: don't you go in there and just so
0: I made, cozy on up? I made. Li- <laughs> yeah, the guy probably's got fucking leprosy. I'm not going in there. So, um so Liz says. So I said, who the fuck's apparently. Clemson's winning Because they're jumping up and down So could you get a score So she gave me a score
1: Yeah when I checked the score It was like Two minutes left in the fourth quarter And it was absurd Like 44 to 16 Yeah it was
0: something like that So anyway I understood But that's not really How you watch football
1: I can't believe you didn't have A new Like reading material
0: Well but I didn't think I'd be there for the rest Of my fucking life
1: Have you never been to the ER?
0: Not for Never I would walk out usually You know what
1: I'm going to do? The, the moral of the story is that I'm going to pack you... A, like, you know how when like, uh, women well, are I'm pregnant to... and they pack themselves like a little, like, here we go, bag? I'm going to pack you a little here we go bag to the hospital just in, just in case. Did I
0: mention when I, at, at, I'd been in there... Let's see, I got there about 1. About 3 o'clock. Oh, so this is stressful enough. having I mean, every every uh, sick person in the South Side of Chicago coughing on you. But I get, at 3 o'clock, I get a... My my niece is crying. She calls me to tell me my brother died.
1: Yeah, so, so that was you, a cherry
0: on the cake. Right since there.
1: Sunday, we have we have experienced tragedies. So okay, so you're fine now.
0: Well, Maybe. I'm not fine. Are you kidding? I got to well, go. You're,
1: I can't believe you're actually doing this podcast. Well, of today.
0: course I can't either. Because but that just shows how heroic I am. There aren't very many people that would be here for a so, podcast. okay,
1: let's wrap this after
0: a near-death experience. Let's
1: wrap up the near-death experience and say what's next steps here.
0: Next step is I have to be at eight thirty Thursday morning for four hours of stress tests.
1: Better be well rested. And then
0: the pricks. Now, I, the one thing I don't want is them to take a fucking. Next Thursday or this Thursday? Thursday. This Thursday.
1: And when do you see the cardiologist? Thursday. Oh, I you. Well, who one... the fuck do you think does you a stress the... test? The uh-huh. cardiologist. There's a lot of people who can do a stress test. No, before. they can't. I thought you were had an appointment next Monday.
0: Well, that's what they originally see the pricks, but <laughs> they they knew they were doing that. that would I could just probably pseudo on that deal because oh, the deal was to get one quick. So uh, what I don't what I want to avoid is them taking a chainsaw to my chest. I, well, I yeah. I mean, stents are one thing. But I don't want you know I don't I mean I've been through enough of this shit.
1: Um. Okay. So Thursday, we'll see what's what happens.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: By the way, uh, Danielle, whom you mentioned. Yeah. Her mom is so she's at Northwestern. Her mom is actually a nurse at uh, down in uh, the south side, and she actually went to UFC ER to check on you today.
0: Well, I wasn't then,
1: there. No, and then like, oh, he's gone.
0: Okay. So,
1: what I'm saying is you got people on the inside on your side.
0: Yeah, my friend Acute knows a nurse in uh, cardiology.
1: So and?
0: So, we gave her your name.
1: Okay. Where?
0: What do you mean? Which Where? hospital? Well, I mean, the B-asshole. Why do well, I want a nurse from? Well, some... From, I, know, uh, I know
1: two cardiologists, but they're... I can't just no. say, "Oh, I know a cardiologist,"
0: No, he, and I got they, the number. Where the knew, fuck are they? He read my blog and he knew I was going to USC, and she's in cardi- cardiology.
1: You gotta be specific, Jesus. Well, I don't. I... You know what you should do? Part of your whole issue is that you're a little, little hyped up. You need to just relax. I look hyped up. Yeah. Oh, you I just do? hear yourself? Do you listen to this podcast? Can I just chill?
0: Well, no. Be. I mean, you're annoying. You know that.
1: You see, that's the reaction. You you don't want.
0: You aggravate me. I know I do. With your ridiculously (laughs) inane questions.
1: (laughs) Um, I, but I care about you, and now I might actually listen to you since you almost had a heart attack. Because I know it's the only way that you might not get so upset. I spent
0: two and a half hours today. I
1: spent two and a half hours today making you chicken noodle soup.
0: Well, we'll see you. You've
1: had my soup before. I made it for you before. Did I like it? Yeah, you loved it. Oh, okay. Good grief. It's all homemade. The only thing that's not, like, made from scratch is are the noodles But the broth. Are they
0: Mexican noodles?
1: They're Italian. Italian I, noodles? You can't. The, the secret to a, a good chicken noodle soup is you can't use some wonky little fragile noodle because, A, the more times you, like, heat it up, it'll disintegrate. And you like to have a little bit al dente, right? A little toothiness to it. Yeah. So you gotta use a nice big hearty noodle. So I, can, I, can uh, I think in this one I put um like uh not not a shell, but a version of a shell.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I
1: think you like it. I put a lot of love into this. Okay. So I mean there you can you can tell when someone just kind of half asses a meal. There's a lot of love in here. I even took the time to take my Chicken pieces and sear them, and then I bait and then I put them in the oven and roast in them instead, so they'd be more healthy for you.
0: So my near-death experience is all about you. All of a sudden.
1: Oh God! Well, I can't wait to have a bowl of soup. That's for damn sure.
0: <laughs> I <can tell> you. <laughs> um, brought, By the way, uh, Liz brought popcorn along. Now, of course, I can't. I, it's hard enough for me to talk. With...
1: Did you take your pill yet? No, I didn't. Take, take it, it right now. now yeah. Um, okay, so we—that was the first. Well, actually, that's the second tragedy that well, occurred yeah, my between brother, my between Sunday and today, and yesterday. So, all right. Do you? Let's talk about your brother in a minute. Let's talk about the first tragedy that occurred on Sunday, which was the Bears. Um, I don't even know where to begin with that one.
0: Well, I mean, the Bears surprised us all. We we didn't think they'd be that good. The the, the plus is. Although the new coach is very inexperienced, Coach Nagy, he is um, a breath of fresh air compared to our previous coaches. The guy actually gives a shit. Seems to, He can speak in full sentences. And um, he's actually kind of likable. Most football coaches like Belichick are just pure, oh, yeah, pure I like that shit. Guy. pure kind of a people. But Nagy seems reasonably... Uh, and um, I'm sure he, he will improve as a coach. The young quarterback has a lot to to go, but he's got potential.
1: I'm actually curious that you went straight to the analysis analysis of the uh, coach and the quarterback, and you go straight for what everyone else is talking about, which is
0: oh, the well, you know what? Um, First of all, let me just say, the the Bears are cursed as long as the old hag is still alive, (laughs) and. I'm sure the old hag... She's some, their goat? The, oh, yeah, she is. I think the old hag is probably responsible for them getting rid of Robbie Gould, the previous place kicker, who is like...
1: Wait a minute. How, you, you think she still has a say in this shit?
0: Yeah, maybe she found out he didn't believe in God or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm suspicious of any bad thing that Bears do is because of that bitch. And so... Um, I... Anyway, they made a horrible decision to get rid of the previous guy. Now, they paid this guy, apparently the new guy, they paid him a lot of money. And now, I don't know what the odds. If you sat there and tried to hit a goddamn crossbar, amazing uprights. The guys hit like eight or nine uprights when his final fuck, and of course, ironically, um, I'm over at my brother's house where the death watch is in full.
1: Didn't you have a party to go to?
0: I did, but my brother, my my niece called and said oh. they didn't think he was going to make it Ooh. through the day, so he just barely made it into the next day. So I was over there with them. And uh, so the first time, he kicks to the winning field goal, but they just called time out. goes right to the middle. So I told him I... Sister-in-law, I said, no. Now, but amazingly, he hit the upright, and he bounced down and hit the crossbar. Yeah, so he hit both. That's Amazing. Sad. I mean, you could do that, try that all season, you're not going to be able to do it. One inch, one way or another, it could have gone through anyway.
1: Okay, so I'm a big believer that it takes a team, right? You can't just blame one person. However.
0: No, I, I agree with that.
1: However, because, you know... we. Throughout that whole game, we had so many chances. Yes, so
0: we did. We had and the so coach many made a bunch of mistakes. And chances. There was a whole bunch of mistakes were me. Agreed. and the defense did Agreed. not, even though they held them Agreed. only sixteen points. They did not play Agreed. that great.
1: However, eleven—I'm sorry, uh, uh, five times that this kid does this all season. I think
0: he did more than that.
1: Three in one game.
0: Yeah, but what do you do? You're going to get a scrap heap kicker. No. And then, uh, kicker? And, then, and
1: then and then if you actually think about it, the field goals that he missed in previous games made us cause us to lose, which then would have solidified our place in the playoffs, which then would have made this wild card game unnecessary. So, it's not just this one time. It's multiple times, and I yes. think that's sort of what I can't understand. The other thing is this. All right, where would
0: you have gotten a new Hang kicker? On. The
1: other thing is this. People are like, "Eh, and I agree. You can't be so hard on him cuz it's whatever. It's, well, you can just, be it's hard just football. On him. It's that's just football. what he's getting
0: paid a lot of money be Well, as that's hard exactly. As
1: you it. Want. Oh, you know, I that's bullshit blah, blah blah, but it's like it's true because he has one job and that's it. Can you imagine if you were at well, hang on, let me not ask you. Jordan, can you imagine if you went to work and fucked up that many times? It would not you would be fired. So I don't understand how in sports these, yeah, but like, you, like with relief pitchers, you Holy can fuck. fire
0: him. You can fire him, but then you need a kicker.
1: I just don't understand. So there's is
0: can you get something off the scrap heap at this time of the year? Um, this better than what you have. That's the question.
1: Um, I just, I, I just I mean, don't understand how this. Damaged. He was mentally damaged.
0: I mean, obviously after he missed all the previous game kicks, that's sure, what you he's worry in his about. Head. The guy's sight. Which do
1: you think that timeout got into his head?
0: Oh, of course it did. Yes,
1: Jordan, yes. Yes, Bruce. Um, okay, my other question for you guys who really like football, but because but, oh, by the way, I really don't watch football, but I get really into it in the can, playoffs. I can tell. I get really into it during the playoffs, and especially if there's a Chicago team in me. My question is this. Throughout the game, when I was watching with my friends, it would be like the first quarter, second quarter, and it would be like, you know, they'd go through each down, and then it would be like fourth and two. And I'd be like, go for it. What do you got to lose? Oh no, that's not how you play this game. My friends would say, "No, there's so much time left." And I'm like, "Well, I mean."
0: Well, it's definitely you made it obvious you don't know much about. Football. I don't understand
1: why you don't wouldn't take a risk because
0: of foot, field position for one thing. You take, wouldn't but, do that on your own thirty-eight yard line.
1: No, no, no. They were not that. Not that. It was not. It was not a bad field position. My point is, is like I don't understand why you wouldn't take a risk earlier in the game because I feel like by the time you get to the fourth quarter and all of a sudden there's like three minutes left, no. everyone's like, hurry see, up and figure see, this shit out.
0: You're asking the wrong question. Here's the here's what needs to be asked okay. from Coach Elliott. Uh, what you would do? See, the the, the the coach is nervous about Trubisky, the quarterback, because he's young and inexperienced. He should have let him open up early. And, of course, and then also the coach, for some reason, he doesn't really develop his running game um, early, which he, I mean, he tends to, or if he does, he abandons it, but he should let him open things up. Instead, he tries to, he starts out playing very conservatively, and, um... I mean, the kid's an experience ship, but you can't do that. Not, not when you get to this stage of the game. You're up against defending Super Bowl champs. So, you no, know, Coach Elliott would have done things quite differently. Quite differently.
1: Um. Well, no matter.
0: But I mean, they, they, they still overachieved.
1: It was a sad situation. Well,
0: it wasn't that sad. That wasn't sad.
1: It was because it was a very pitiful ending.
0: Well, it wasn't pitiful. I mean, it wasn't pitiful. I mean, you came with one inch of winning the game.
1: Even people I knew who don't give a shit about the Bears but are really into football and are rooting for, you know, another team who's in the playoffs, they all across the board said they watched that and were just, like,
0: Gasping. Well, 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 well. I just
1: felt bad. Was... See,
0: bear fans are not like cub fans. Cub fans would have celebrated afterwards. Oh, we came so close! We came so close! Oh, great, great, great! No, bear fans aren't like that.
1: Oh, uh, there are a lot of people on your Facebook page saying that. Saying what? Yeah, good job, bears. How about yeah Joob?
0: And what I tell them? <laughs> yeah. You sound like a cub fan.
1: Yeah. Um, Bill, Which is about Bill, the biggest the insult I could Bill give him Bill the cop wasn't horribly upset either
0: Well he unprinted uh, I don't know what he said
1: <laughs> Anyway I think most people are Whatever I know there's some idiots But oh well Night, There's always next year Well
0: we can just pray that the old hag will be <laughs> Up in that big press and box The big uh, sky box in the sky Next year
1: I think there are about 76, 7, 8 days Left for opening day
0: Oh, I'm so excited! I am. It'll probably be colder than it is today.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been to opening day at Wrigley, when it's been horrible. And then something that's been very, very warm. So you never know. As, the, never as know. they say, climate... you don't like the weather. Wait five minutes.
0: Well, climate change has been our little friend in Chicago. We've been having more, milder winters than normal, I think and a uh, less... lot of cities. Uh, yeah but if you notice the new weather in the old days 20 30 years ago when you see those blizzards coming they come right straight through Omaha Iowa right up our ass now they swing down either up north or they go down south and when they go down south and then they swing up the east um, east coast and we just sit here and laugh
1: yeah I think northern Wisconsin Wisconsin and Michigan just got pounded now.
0: yeah but we don't
1: yeah I kind of I kind of like winter I want to I like things. Well, in, then take I like look. I like the things in the most, like, uh, the holistic sense of the word, in that, like, if it's winter, give me winter. Oh, you know? really? If it's summer, well, give me summer. Why don't you just take
0: nice little vacations up to the Upper Peninsula? Because I'm busy. And then you can have some winter.
1: Because <laughs> I'm busy.
0: So I, okay, I, I so can do without it.
1: The bears were Sunday's tragedy. Um, yesterday. You had a double whammy with going to the ER and your brother dying.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean, this is. Let me put it this way: it's not the way you want to start the New Year.
1: So, how are you feeling right now about Douglas? Well, I mean, I,
0: well, I'm. It, when you can think about it, he was in horrible shape, and he it was, and the the the, the pain and and suffering it was causing his family. It's whole, I mean, I don't think people realize. I mean, in, in a advanced world country, you would be the old. In fact, when I was young, in the old days, the doctor and the family decided it's time. The guy gives him a shot. And it's over. No, no police. No, no Catholic Church screaming or yelling. Um, I mean, in Oregon, they they figured it out. In most advanced countries, they figured it out here you're supposed to suffer. Yeah, and it's weird. It's well, it's stupid. It's really it's it's that bullshit religious stuff. Oh, he's going to a better place. Well, oh, yeah.
1: He, I don't. I mean, okay. They do this with, and I understand that humans are. I guess are. I don't know. The perspectives on it are different with humans, but they do this with dogs and animals. Animals. Well, here's the
0: thing. You don't want anything to suffer. No, you don't. Um, Certainly not needlessly. Um, But if if uh, if here's the thing: if if my brother, in his mental condition, may not have given permission to pull the plug.
1: He didn't have. Well, no, he was. He
0: seemed to be trying to hang on to the last, the last second. So. I don't. I, I. I would never, ever want to have that quality of life ever. No. Who would? sure Well, I mean, I've known people that would. Beatrice, previous owner, and then if you don't pull the plug in time, then you're too mentally fucked up or physically incapable. I, I mean, when Beatrice was dying, she told me, "Well, um, I, 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 I'm not going to go through the suffering part. So as soon as I do, you know." So I got all the hemlock society info. So, well then of course she waits too long, and then when it's time for her, when she's really uh, I can't go on living, she wants me to like put a pill over it. No, I, that, I could
1: not do that. Well, not I could sure. I
0: could do it if I wouldn't get caught. <laughs> but um, no, you. Would, I mean, you if would somebody's be somebody's suffering, if somebody's really, oh, if God, somebody's no. in pain, agony.
1: I don't even think I could, uh, but push, I could do the, it. push the syringe.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, I think you could do it. No, If I it was would. me, I think you could do it.
1: Stop. No, I really couldn't. I don't think I could ever well, do you that. you don't
0: want to see somebody suffer.
1: No, but I also could not f- make something final by my actions. Well, I
0: plan my, if, if it comes down to this. I mean, I have my Hemlock Society crap because you got, most important, the anti-nausea medicine. Mm -hmm. I would check into a nice hotel, um, leave 200 bucks on the dresser for the maid that's going to find me, and um, then take all the, take the anti-nausea, then take uh, all the stuff you're supposed to take from the Hemlock Society. And then when they find find you, um, you know, hey, it's a hotel, they get a lot of money Clean up the mess Um I, I, yeah There's there's sensible ways of doing it Now the thing is you can't wait You can't wait till the very end I remember uh, Irv at The old yeah. um, goof, Goofball Columnist in Chicago he was a very powerful guy a while I mean tight with the outfit and all Irv, um Used to throw, do you remember the party you used to throw for um, wounded veterans? No. It was a boat, it was a boat thing, a boat excursion. Well, my brother Scott had a friend whose mom was a waitress, real character, and she used to volunteer for the, um, the red, the uh, blue, uh, what do they call the wounded people uh, cruise. And uh, so she quit finally. When some guy, when they bring the basket cases on from Heinz Veterans Hospital, this guy, no arms, no legs, young guy, When she bent over and asked him what he wanted. She, she, he said, would you please kill me? Well, because you can't. You know, you got no arms, no legs. How the fuck are you going to kill yourself? So she, that was it, was it. And she was a tough old bra, too.
1: Um, I, I so yeah, you want to be I able don't... to
0: kill yourself. You want to want to hold me.
1: How do we get down this road?
0: Well you brought it up.
1: No, I didn't. I just
0: oh, I didn't bring it up.
1: I just said how are you feeling about I mean Douglas? I guess you're I guess
0: you I guess you're trying to figure out how I'm gonna go out on this deal. Oh,
1: God. Um Oh oh thanks, thank you,
0: um,
1: Well here's the here's the the silver lining. Is that they say that bad things happen in threes. Oh,
0: who says?
1: they The same people
0: that said I have a 10% chance of amazing... No,
1: no, they don't know shit. Okay. They. Um, You know, like deaths happen in threes. So I feel like we got three bad things and they're all done.
0: What do you mean? We got fucking Trump talking as we speak. No,
1: no, no. How bad
0: do you want to get?
1: Oh, my gosh. That's tonight. isn't?
0: How many of your people people are are suffering because of that People are suggesting
1: that people... um, Everybody boycotts. Watch. Oh, no, it you got to know
0: what he's saying so you can attack him. I don't believe in that.
1: So are you gonna? Um, what time
0: is that on? It's on right now. So he's only gonna be on for seven do? minutes.
1: Seven minutes? I didn't even That's know what that. he's gonna
0: say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what a dingleberry! He's yeah, he's a he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a triple dingleberry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speak, okay, so politics. Um, what do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, yes, you do. I know you do. Um, Ed Burke.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> that yeah. would make you happy. All right. For those of, of you not familiar with Chicago politics, I mean, our aldermen. I remember we had one, the alderman from um, Hyde Park. What was his name? Jewish guy, and um, he was a he was a reformer. What the fuck was this little asshole's name? Anyway, he gets caught taking bribes because <laughs> they—you know—any time you would do a sting operation in a Chicago, alderman, you could get every single one of them. There's no such thing as non-corrupt Chicago alderman. So when he—he he, he, when he gets wild, just before he goes to jail, he says, um, "Well, I did it because of my constituents." Name? Well, I wish I could remember the little asshole's name. He came from a prominent family in Hyde Park. So, what years are this? This would have been back in probably the early '80s, something like that. And um, so, he he blames his constituents for making him take bribes. So, I go out and play with Andy Shaw. He's still uh, he's still doing news in those days, and we're playing golf at Jackson Park. We come across. the street the next to the fourth hole and who i didn't recognize at first andy immediately did oh hey hi how are you shakes hands shakes so i shake hands with the guy he says i want to apologize for making you take bribes and go to jail the guy pulled the tabby guy almost spit in my face it was was hilarious (laughs) but anyway so all chicago aldermen it's just a degree of corruption Burke is the longest I think he's been the home for like 50 fucking years he comes from a political family married a woman she's a uh, Ann Burke she's a uh, Supreme Court judge or court something and um, he lives in what is now almost an entirely Hispanic neighborhood but he's got this big fortress like semi-mansion in the middle of the middle district and he's just a flaming fucking asshole well when Harold Washington, our first black mayor, got elected, Fast Eddie Vadrolak was like really kind of a charismatic, really smart guy. beat a murder one rap when he was going to University of Chicago, but just couldn't keep his fucking hands. I mean, he just had to steal everything, you know, that wasn't nailed down. He just couldn't <laughs> help it. In fact, I was at Ranelli's place one time. It was uh, his accountant, Jim Stein. Um, I think it was thinking I was dropping off a golf club or something. And he said that. He, so Rinelli's getting ready, the bar was closed. But he says, that asshole with is coming off. I got to make a fucking drop for something. And uh, so with he double parks outside. And he's got a, like a Lincoln or something like that. Walks in, just shakes, nods his head down to go down to the stairs to of Rinelli's office. And so. Rinelli, when he comes up, he doesn't say a fucking word, doesn't even look at Stein or me. He walks out, gets his car and drives away. Rinelli said, when he counted the fucking money, he may be getting, be getting the bathroom, the toilet, the toilet, and flushed the toilet. He kept flushing the toilet while I was counting the money. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, he was fast Eddie Verdolian. I always uh, named Burke slowy because uh, he was not nearly as clever as Verdolian. Um, but when Harold Washington, our first black mayor, they they go back, back to crazy, make it a whole racial thing, make sure neither of them would ever become mayor because sure. of this. And But somehow, somehow, Burke survived. Fast Eddie got old, slow, and um, ends up doing, I think he did a couple months or some shit. But he's up again now. He's got, and he's probably in his as 80s. And uh, so, slow Eddie. Is every business corrupt? But his law firm does business with you know. If you want to get a zoning permit for something, you go to his lawyer. Turns out, the dumb motherfucker gets wired, um, ripping off some guy with the chain of Burger Kings. I mean, fucking probably. I mean, the other aldermen were in shock he got caught, but more than shock that he was taking so little money. They got wired. You
1: you know, last week we talked about um, the movie Widows. Uh, and it's funny because it becomes all the more relevant today. You should go see it because at the base of it, while well, it's about these women trying to do, pull off this heist because they're in trouble because of their husbands who are supposed to do it, bad people, um, at the other side of it is uh, Chicago politics, and it's basically these aldermen. Um, I swear that Ed Burke is played by Robert Duvall, and he's sort of this old geezer who's out of it now And Colin Farrell plays his son Who's sort of like the next generation
0: Well you know, he's a
1: real, a real, like, shysty yeah, but of you, bitch. Re-
0: you remember who Burke's son is Don't you remember this case? This black, chunky woman <clears throat> She, I don't know what the hell was going on Because, I mean, Burke is a well-known racist But anyway the black, she, so she's taking heroin when she's taking the kid, I mean, had the kid, something, something like that. And so this kid, that, Ann Burke, the uh, appellate court judge or Supreme Court judge of Illinois, she takes in this kid's foster kid so they can become attached to the kid. And so the kid, so when the mother gets out of prison and she says, says she's up, she wants her kid back. And so there's this huge court fight. You forget this, huh? So anyway, Burks prevail, and they got enough dirt on her to keep. So they got to keep the kid, and they adopted the kid. And now the kid turns out Preckwinkle, who's running for mayor. She's a pretty sharp cookie too. But she gave that fucking kid. A hundred thousand dollar year job. to count. Oh
1: yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah, that's all part yeah. of the whole. Well, Robert
1: Duvall is absurdly racist in this. Well, debate, and he. So. And by
0: the way, he's a Republican too.
1: Yeah. So anyway. So it's he probably all, it's probably, all probably all was relevant. from the
0: heart. It was probably all from the heart. It's
1: all relevant. Um, we should get uh, Andy to come back and talk about some of this stuff.
0: And we ought to get Tui. Tui knows about, a lot about this stuff too. I mean, he covered all that shit. We, yeah, we yeah, had good yeah, sources yeah, yeah, We yeah. had sources
1: We do some investigative reporters on our side Yes we do um, So I know we talked about the Bears game But did anyone watch the Golden Globes?
0: Well it, 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 it was on here But there was no sound So, so, so I, watched, just I
1: watched of, the Bears game At um, Pat and Irish Chris's Bar Patty Long's And then everyone was so upset About the Bears game I was like, I love, I really am into movies and just like...
0: So you wanted to watch Golden Globes, right? Yeah,
1: I like, I, I like the, the awards because it also gives me insight into um, what I might want to watch next. I don't know exists. And the Golden Globes are, are movies and TV, which I like. And it's also everyone having fun and being kind of drunk. So they put the Golden Globes on as I requested. And then, amazingly, he put the sound on for me, which is
0: Wow, but they I don't, don't do that over there. Do no,
1: so and it was great because who was you know, that,
0: Chris or? Uh, Pat? No,
1: neither of them. Um, the bartender oh. did it for us, and then the rest of the people in the bar were quite happy about it too. But it was a really good show.
0: And by the way, would you would you plug Pat's? I guess I got the name wrong of his Um,
1: Pat's podcast is called Beer Pinions.
0: Yeah, well, I and but here's the thing: when you see a mistake like that on my on my blog. Corrected.
1: So now I'm supposed to edit it?
0: Editing. Not edit it. That's just a simple, you know. Hey, we—he's so a friend of is ours. It,
1: editing is it mean? All does it mean just also rewording? It means fixing your stupid mistakes.
0: Well, that's a mistake. I have to edit
1: every goddamn blog no, I'm because not you're a horrible you're I, a horrible speller.
0: I, I'm not asking you to edit every blog. I actually I did but fix But you came across. By
1: the way, I did fix two things today, but you didn't know that.
0: What would you
1: do? You spelled things incorrectly in What did I spell wrong? You also you also spelled the word heart and you forgot the T at the end.
0: It was H A R?
1: Yeah. So it was here.
0: <laughs> really? Well, I, I mean, I've just had near and I death only did experience. It today I, was I, I mean, bad. I, mean yeah. I got gaping holes in me from all the tubes. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm you not 100 you. can't 100%. blame it on the tubes. You're a
1: terrible person. Of course speller. I can. I am. I know. I know. So now you want me to do this for your blog every and you day. Know,
0: and you know why? I think that some of you probably should study me because when I was a little boy in second grade, they had two second grade classes at Lincoln School, that little dumpy fucking grammar school I went to. One, they decided to do an experiment to not teach kids phonics, wherever the fuck that is. I was in that <laughs> class.
1: Hooked on phonics. All the
0: kids that um, learned phonics in the other second grade class were all decent to yeah, what good the fuck spellers. What's phonics? I don't know, but Let's I didn't Google study that. it and I can't spell. So I blame it on my fucking inferior Upper Grove education.
1: Phonics is a method for teaching reading and writing of the English language to developing learners. Okay. That's what phonics is. Well, they taught
0: me... I guess they taught me the Russian method. A
1: method of teaching people... Oh, okay. So, of course, phonics, phonetic. The method of teaching people to read by correlating sounds with letters or groups of letters in an alphabetic alphabetic writing system. All right. Now it makes sense.
0: Okay. So, I was taught... You're welcome, everybody. I was taught with... I mean, so, yeah, I blame my... But also, there again, um, I I didn't know the term Irish twins until... um, Buzzkill, he has a brother, he's 10 months apart. Well, I have a brother, I'm 10 months apart. Now he's, we're the only two living Elias right now. And um, so I missed almost half of first grade because I had whooping cough, mums, measles, chicken pox, everything. So I missed, oh. and it's important to go to first grade, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, instead of making me take first grade over again, which would have really helped me in sports. I mean, that's a huge advantage having that one year. Everybody, um, Because my asshole Irish twin was, you know, going to be in first grade, I couldn't do it again. So they st- stuck me in second grade, mm-hmm. even though I was mm-hmm. totally unprepared. So all I could do is become a jewel idol delinquent.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah I could. What else could you you're do? Not, you're not half wrong. Yeah.
0: What, could you, what else could you do?
1: So, um, from watching the Golden Globes, I, again, like to figure out what I need to go see in the movies. And there are a couple of movies that I found out about through watching it that you should probably watch because I think you'll like them because I know what kind of movies you like. And then the first one is Vice. Which with is, oh, with Chaney, yeah, and he
0: shoots that he shoots again. He shoots I don't know. I, I haven't no, seen. No, he it. does. They, just, I saw. A...
1: But, but um, Bale won for best actor, and you see the um, you see the the uh, makeup that they all go through, and holy well, no, shit, that, it was, like, no, no,
0: it looks good. But what? By the way, I I have this um, escape from Dannemora. I Ruth, and I when we flip, we see, always see. I stop, catch part here, part there. I, I, I just know they eventually got the hell out of there. That's a dumb way to little, see a movie. But well, I that's how I watch TV. It what drives, it drives her, it drives that's her bullshit. nuts. Well, it might be, and you probably would try to struggle to get that, or, um, the uh, channel change away from me. But uh,
1: oh, I would hide it.
0: Well, that's been tried. But um, anyway, the little chunky. Woman that uh, the, the helps him get pri- escape prison. She's somebody, Patricia Arquette. Now, if you oh, looked yeah. at her, I think she won, didn't she? she won, yeah. Go? yeah, but if you look at you wouldn't recognize. I mean, she's a little chubby, little, with this kind of weird fucking look on her mm-hmm. face and, and glasses and stuff. I was shocked. I didn't even know it was pa- Patricia. Ar- Not that I really know who the hell Patricia Arquette is, but I'm sure I've seen her.
1: Um, the other movie that I think you would like, well, there's another one that I don't think it won, that I want to see that I know you would like, is called Mary Queen of Scots, which is about... Who who plays Mary? Mary, You know, I don't know. It's one of those famous British actresses. But then, related to that is another movie called The Favorite, um, which is about historic British royalty shit. So, you and I should go have a date. And go see one of these. Although I know we could get there early, or sorry, we could get there later, so you don't have to sit through the previews.
0: Oh God!
1: Um, yeah. but there's some good shows out there. Um, and I will say that the highlights for me for the Golden Globes was so they have the Cecil B. DeMille Award for uh, uh, movies, and the first ever Cecil B. DeMille Award went to Cecil B. DeMille. So they just created new. Uh, Award lifetime achievement award for TV, called the Carol Burnett Award, and it went to Carol Burnett. So, it was really cool to to see her and, and watch her give her you speech. You know, I,
0: she, I she's I used to love Carol Burnett, but after she had her face job, I just yeah, it's I,
1: weird. I agree. Why
0: she did that? Because she, she wasn't funny anymore.
1: I feel that way about a lot of um.
0: Well, oh, what about the guy doing these commercials? What's his name from The Goodfellas? Um. You know, kind of the Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I Ray Leota. Holy shit. That we'll talk about a face job. And then what about um what about the asshole um last one he did he played the boxer? Um the boxer. Oh.
1: Mickey Rooney.
0: Mickey Rooney? No, Mickey uh Roar? What? Mickey Roar. Mickey Roar. Mickey Roar. Oh yeah, that guy. Jesus Christ. Christ, imagine these, what, they, what are they thinking when they go to those plastic surgeons? Yeah. Good Christ.
1: Oh, and Jeff Bridges got the Cecil B. DeMille Award, and well, he, he was, he was on, fantastic.
0: Well, he, he, he had, wouldn't he get off. He gave a great speech. He, he oh, was, so you watched it? Well, we couldn't hear what they were saying. Oh. I was down here, I, I was where, we who was hogging up all the camera time. He
1: wanted him to keep talking, he was great.
0: I didn't give a shit. <laughs>
1: Okay, well um, oh you know what? Another, yes, another and his
0: brother his father, I Beau, remember his Br- father. Lloyd Bridges. Yeah, do you remember him? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. for sure. He was in um and had
0: brother- he was in airplane. Oh that's right, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, he was.
1: Um last night I've been so busy uh with a, a bunch of stuff and last night was the first night that I had nothing to do, so it was one of those nights where I'd go run errands. Well you could have
0: fixed my create space.
1: Well, I, I literally told myself I was not going to do any work.
0: Oh.
1: Um, so I went and ran errands and went, you know, dry cleaners, grocery store, laundry, and cooked. And I sat on the couch and I decided I was going to watch something that I'd been wanting to watch for a long time. And I think we talked about this actually before. I watched a documentary called Won't You Be My Neighbor about Fred Rogers.
0: And talk about the classic child molester.
1: Why do you say that? Because
0: look at him. Would, they, you, they you, would you if you would you they, let they your child alone in the, a playground where Fred Rogers was there? They didn't
1: address the, the, uh, the molester side of it. They actually addressed the fact that people a lot of people thought he was gay.
0: Well, I mean, I, mean, I see. I think that's an insult to gay people. <laughs> I think he was just your classic child molester.
1: I pedophile. don't want to think that
0: he's a, a perfect pedophile uh, profile. Um, oh, be my neighbor. Hi, kids. kidsy widgey widgey widget
1: And You learned his whole philosophy was the fact that no matter who you are, you just want to be loved. And for children, it's especially important because you're creating a whole foundation. Yeah, you want to be who, loved by Fred for, Rogers so, so that he can pull your pants
0: down do Stop. things to you. No, he's looking at the you're creating guy. A whole
1: foundation for who they're gonna be. I
0: I can spot the fucking pedophile a mile away.
1: No, so he actually, um, they you know they talk about how he his his approach to all of this stuff was so important to like the whole beginnings of like I'm child
0: behavior. I'm gonna put behavior. my sweater on. Like
1: Benjamin Spock, right, Doctor Spock, I remember. Well, he, he
0: might have liked kids a little too much too. Oh,
1: Jesus. By the way, his son Michael. Was, um, Michael, Michael Spock? Yep. He was um, a really big... Uh, he was a pioneer in museum education. And um, in, in sort of like how children learn in, in the museum environment. And I had the pleasure of overlapping uh, with Michael when he was at the Field Museum. He, his career was basically rooted in the Boston Children's Museum. So he really kind of established himself there. But then later on in life, he came to the Midwest... And started working with the Field Museum and changed a lot of things there. And I was just starting my career when he was ending his.
0: Did, did you ask him to assess his so, father's parenting skills? Just, I certainly would have. Um, I mean, what kind of father was he? Pulling all the you know little all this little guinea pig on you, I'm sure, kid.
1: Well, I mean, but see, this is why I'm saying like, this is all the good stuff that happens because Michael was a, a major. Uh, contributor to, to the way we learn in museums, and so here's the crazy part, right? When I was a stupid kid, uh, interning at the Field Museum, I didn't know, you know, I was a stupid teen, and I would pass him in the hallways. I'm sure because he was there at the same time, and I didn't know who he was then. But then later on, you read a lot about theory and all this other stuff in museums, and his name comes up all the time. Like he's just part of the of the stuff that you learn. After he left the Field Museum, he had a stroke. And he decided that one of the things he was going to do was try to rehabilitate himself by getting back into museums. And so he had an office at the Chicago History Museum, and he would do some work there. And at that point in time, I knew who Michael was, and he was in this corner office. Was he gay? No. Well, what's I'm wrong like... with that?
0: I mean, it was...
1: So I would pass his office, and then I remember the first time like, seeing him in the corner office, and I kind of had to like, do a double take, so I was like, oh my god, that's Michael Spock, right? And it was like this sort of like museum nerd situation happening. And again, major pioneer in museum education and the way children learn in museums. So he spent his whole career building this, and of course he's a son of Benjamin Spock, who did similar things with children, So the very first time I ever met him, we exchanged words. My office was directly across the kitchen, the staff kitchen. And so I was in there getting my tea, and Michael is in there getting some beverage. And I look at him sort of like scared, you know, because he's like a celebrity in a sense. And he looks at me and smiles. He's very, very friendly, always very accessible. And he's like, hello. And clearly I'm like, I can't be an asshole, even though I'm like, you know, in celebrity shock. I'm like, hi, how are you? And he's like, good, I'm Michael. I'm like, Hi, I'm Liz. And he go, looks at me and goes, now you're the one doing all the stuff with the alcohol. And I said, yeah, I am. And he looked at me and he goes, why alcohol? And I just took a minute and I looked at him and I go, because I hate children. Did <laughs> you? That's,
0: good. That's very good. How do you react?
1: Uh, he started laughing hysterically. Oh. And I'm like, okay, he understood what I was going for. And it really kind of started this this rapport with him where he eventually I could just walk into his office and, and say, hey, you know what? I've got this idea. And one of the things about Michael's career was that he took risks and he did things that other people didn't do and he didn't necessarily think that you had to follow the same structure that people told you to do. So that's a lot of stuff that I had tried to do in my museum career. So maybe he might not have understood a lot of things that I wanted to sort of explore, But he certainly encouraged it. And I think that was a really neat little sort of, like, I don't know, moment in my end of of my career at the History Museum to to have him sort of be very supportive of what I'm doing. And I mentioned this because last weekend I went to his memorial service at the History Museum. Did
0: he live in Chicago?
1: He did. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he just passed away uh, uh, a little bit ago last year. How old was he? I think in his late 70s. Oh,
0: that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's encouraging. Let's finish on that little note. Um, late 70s. Okay. <laughs> no, we
1: can't, we can't finish on that note. Yeah. That's true. Well, we will wrap up with saying, um, um, let's end on some good news. Oh, uh, I was on WBEZ's The Morning Shift this morning.
0: That's exciting.
1: Talking about the exhibit at the Field Museum. And
0: what's, what was the name of the woman?
1: Uh, Jen White Jen is White. the host, uh-huh. and uh, the morning shift is on from 9 to 10, and uh, if you feel like listening, just go to the WBZ podcast, and um, you can find it. we uh, recorded uh, January 8th, so uh, you can listen to us talk about, I was with a colleague from the Field Museum talk about the exhibit, and uh, last weekend I was interviewed by the Smithsonian. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep. I
0: did. I did. I interviewed Toby for the Smithsonian. You did. Remember?
1: No, you did that. No, that's that. You did that for. Um, that was when I was at the History Museum and we were hosting. I thought um, the
0: Smithsonian was keeping them. That.
1: No, that's. Oh, I don't. Maybe they are. I don't know. This no, is. Uh, that's for, what you told me. No, this is for. Um, uh, it's is a part of Chicago Public Media, and NPR, and it's called the uh, Ch- StoryCorps. StoryCorps, and StoryCorps is where two people who know each other very well. Interview, some they interview each other in a sense. Yeah,
0: well, it was supposed to be she interviewing me, but and I said, well, hell, no, you, because she's had like maybe hundred and fifty jobs, which are intrigued me. like since she yeah. was about fourteen, was it good? I mean, we should really put that on one of our podcasts. That interview, it's really good.
1: Well, um, let's get her permission. Oh, fun. and we have I'll to g- get. I'll give her permission. But we also have to get the permission to StoryCorps because they own it. Oh, fuck that. Okay, well, that's just how the world works.
0: Hey, StoryCorps, fuck you. We're going to do that's what we That's not want. how we get permission. Oh, that's how we get permission. Your mom is a whore, your father sucks Oh, cock. God. That's what I think about you, Storycore. I, I, uh, Bruce's I defi-
1: opinions are I dare not you. my own. Hey,
0: Storycore, I dare you to sue me.
1: Okay, well, so we wanted to end on a nice note, and okay. uh, we're going to end on oh, the fact I want, that. I want, to
0: th- I want to thank Rock and Roll for picking me up helping me j- break out of the fucking. Um, Good, Where's the good sea thing. room? She
1: picked you up. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good. Yeah, it's a good thing. I, that's a really good thing. I'm glad. And we want to wish Jordan
0: good luck, luck on his good sobriety.
1: Good Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Well. Thanks everybody for tuning in. As always, Rock and Roll Ruth. Thanks for keeping us thirst free. Jordan.
0: And also um, helping Jordan set up.
1: Yeah. Always. 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 And tear down. We all con- down. we all contributed, except for Bruce.
0: No, I run away. Well, I'm not <laughs> technically oriented. I'm sure I do is something not wrong. not technically oriented. I pull up wires out You have no.
1: opposable thumbs. If you have opposable thumbs... Hey, you could- look at my
0: fucking... I mean, I've got <laughs> tubes coming out of all my shit.
1: No, you don't.
0: Well, I almost did. I'm, I'm, I I should have brought them with me. <laughs>
1: so dramatic. Uh, Jordan, thank you, as always, for being here yes, and making thank this you show great.
0: M- and making it... <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck, make it great. Make it happen. Uh, I mean, without him, we're fucked.
1: 100%. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I think that's a good wrap up to our show. Say goodnight, genius.
0: Goodnight, genius.
1: Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.